Yo, what's up, guys? I'm Ethan. I'm Jude. And, and welcome, welcome to Tailgate, Tailgate Talks. Talks. Starting out this episode hot fast, we have a special guest today. Doesn't really know a lot about sports, but he's trying to get better. He's here to learn. He's here to talk. He knows a little bit about Joe Burrow and the Louisiana sports. Give it up for Caleb Babin. How are you guys doing? What's up, bud? Glad to have you here. How you feel? How you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling great. Feeling I good. mean, now that we're out of school, don't have to deal with that garbage for a few days. Yep. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Getting back on the podcast, Ron. Mm-hmm. Starting off hot. The Beautiful NFL playoffs are officially set. The standard is much higher than it ever was before for some teams, especially the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben calls out his own team and teammates, saying that they are probably number 14 out of the 14 teams that make it to the playoffs this season. Obviously, Ben does not have that much faith, but it would be nice to see him close out his career now rather than later. How do you feel about these comments and remarks that Big Ben has made? I mean, his judgment is fair of the team. Mm-hmm. As the as the leader of your team, you don't want to say that your team is bad. Mm-hmm. That doesn't look good. Yeah. But he's not wrong. Yeah, no, 100% he's not wrong. And, you know, who knows? Maybe he likes to be an underdog. Yeah. Maybe that's what he likes. Well, so. it would be... It would be awesome to see the Pittsburgh Steelers upset the Chiefs, you know? Yeah. They were the number one team in the AFC statistically the past three seasons. I mean, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough competition. Um, stopping Mahomes and especially Kelsey in the playoffs, oh, that's that's really tough. And um, usually their run game starts to improve towards the playoffs too. Uh, now that Eli is going to be back, Williams is going to be up and running. Yep. And McCole Hardman's also playing running back now too. Yeah, mm, I, really? I, would, I would go along with what Jude said that it's not really a great idea to – throw your team out like that but there have been times where people have done that and yet they got nothing to what they heard about the team and Mm -hmm. they just got knocked out of the ballpark yep yep the Chiefs look to close out this week one win at home Uh, moving on in the AFC playoff picture the Titans are ecstatic to have Derrick Henry coming back for the playoffs Derrick Henry and Kay Okers of the Rams both have made ridiculously fast comeback appearances this season. Does this leave a high chance for re-injury? In my opinion, yes. But do the Titans really care? No. The Titans are the number one seed. They want to win now, but I'll be honest, there's still a lot they need to improve on. Their defensive line has definitely stepped up a lot more this year. Their front secondary has been okay. Their receiving core is great, but Ryan Tannehill, for me, is the main problem. You're a Titans fan, at least somewhat of a Titans fan, big Derrick Henry guy. What do you think this team needs to work on moving forward in the playoffs? And do you think something bad will happen and a high chance of re-injury for Derrick Henry, Jude? I do not think Derrick Henry will be re-injured because he is an absolute stud on offense. Breaks everybody, goes through people like it's nothing, like a dump truck. I will say, I believe the injury was an MCL tear. Okay. He's been out for over three fourths of the year, I, I believe so, right? Yep. Um I mean that's that's a lot to come back from in just that short period of time. Well yeah. Right. Plus the you got also have he's also gotta cope with the facts of since he's been out for so long, he's gonna have to understand everything that's happened, what's going on with the team, yeah. what his coach wants him to do. Well, usually they stay up to date with that, even if they are injured. Like, they're usually still at the games and stuff. Like, he'll just be on crutches, just on the sidelines, just chilling out. Good and to know. Um, they, they do get a week off, too, because yeah, they're, they're first the one round seat, so that's, that's an extra week for him to recover. Right. Yeah. Now, Man. not only too. that, yeah, you did, you did mention recovery time, but the thing is, with that torn ACL or... Uh, MCL. Oh, MCL, my bad. 
but with that he's gonna have to walk on it which is also gonna and get all that well, back so it's gonna take even more time well for he's him. he's doing rehab right now that's why he's coming back soon they don't just take him off the ir and let him mm, play no, no no he's definitely been going through ir um probably quicker than ever now they really want him to be back sooner rather than later um, obviously, yes, they are the number one seed. And I will be 100% honest with you. I don't think their schedule was that hard this year. Um, in my opinion, you can't really rely on Tannehill to get the job done as a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And um, I think if they don't win it all next this year, it'll be time for him to move on. They're going to look for somebody bigger and better. Um, I think a couple names that will be in the mix will be Derek Carr, um, even Aaron Rodgers. Um, uh I mean, just guys that are potentially looking for other homes. Even Russell Wilson. I could see Russell Wilson in the Titans uniform any day. I could see that. Although we did just hear the latest reports a couple days ago, yes. Russell Wilson plans to have his future in Seattle. The trade talks and the rumors of free agency should be dropped by now, but I don't really know. I, I don't know. I think Russell Wilson's going to test the market. I don't think he'll resign immediately. He's, he's a loyal guy. As a Seahawks fan, he's loyal to that. You know, that's the only team he's played at in his career. Mm-hmm. He said he wants to go for another Super Bowl with Seattle. I like it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it if he's staying. He had a great game, uh, Week 18 versus Arizona. Yeah. Got yeah, the he win. Yeah, lo- he looked very good. He did look good. He did look good. Well, yeah. it's, um, I will say DK Metcalf did, did very good this this last, like, uh, few games at the, the end of the season. Yeah. Um, Metcalf and Tyler Lockett combined for over 1,000 yards. I believe over 1,000. No. No, 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 no. no. Maybe 2,000. Maybe I don't know. That don't, that might not sound right. Maybe almost a thousand. Probably almost a thousand. I know Russell Wilson was cooking, and uh, Rashad Penny was cooking. Like I mean, the offense total has over have averaged over a thousand yards in those three weeks. I mean, that was that was just a really really good like end of the year stretch for them. Uh, yeah. I think as a healthy team, the Seahawks could be a, a playoff contender. You know, wild card spot. Um, going back to the AFC, the playoffs. Um, for me, I'm a big Carson Wentz guy. Hated it whenever he got hurt. Hated it whenever he got cut. And for me to see the Colts not getting into the playoffs because of the Jacksonville Jaguars, it uh, it just it just really breaks my heart. They have not won in Jacksonville on the road in over five years. And the Jaguars situation right now, you'd be surprised if they're going to end up being playoff spoilers for the Colts. How do you feel about the Jaguars and what they've been doing? Obviously, there's a lot to work on there. You know, that, right. I feel like Urban Meyer... That ship is sunk. I really don't have a lot of faith in Trevor Lawrence, and I'll tell you why in a second. But but go ahead. Tell me what you think. I how can how can the Colts deserve to go to the playoffs if they can't beat Jacksonville? On the road. I mean well, Carson did not look good he, in that game. Here's he, another Yeah, he didn't. He threw like three or four picks, right? Yeah. Here's like another thing though. The team is it mainly depends on is their team a sinking ship, quite literally? The Jaguars, yes. The Colts, no. The Colts were supposed to be big playoff contenders this year. Well, then, in that case, I mean, even though you can't really do much about that for the Jaguars, if they're t- because if their team consists of a whole bunch of new people, then kind of like uh, how LSU is right now with all their new guys... There's not really much you can do for that. You mm-hmm. gotta just, Agreed. you gotta work them. Agreed. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff the Colts need to work on too. I love Frank Reich as a coach. JT, best running back in football right now. Uh, Might have been second best if Derrick Henry didn't get hurt, but we're not gonna talk about that. Receiving core looks good. Defense is really strong. Um, top four defense in the league for me. Probably number three. 
Um, I think the Colts' future is really bright, but again, they're going to need yeah. a quarterback. They're going to need a, a quarterback. That's my number one landing spot this offseason for Aaron Rodgers is the Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz, sadly, will probably go to another team, will probably go to the Broncos, uh, potentially. That's a team that I see fits his system, but I want to see what the Broncos do with the head coach situation first. That's another thing that we're going to talk about here. This season has just ended, and on Black Monday, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but at the first Monday at the end of the NFL regular season is called Black Monday because a bunch of coaches and players get cut. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so you learn something new every day, but... Yeah. We saw four or five different head coaches get cut. Uh, Brian Flores should not have gotten cut, in my opinion. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, Matt Nagy deserved. Joe yep. Judge deserved. Yep. Vic Vangio deserved. Yep. Mike Zimmer deserved. Yep. Um, I mean, I think those were the only ones, right? David Cully. David Cully. We just got news. Literally yep. 20 minutes ago, David Cully got cut. David Cully Could you tell me why horrific. they do it? Why they get cut? Yeah. Whenever you're rebuilding and you have a really bad head coach, you need to cut them. I see now. Yeah, but Brian Flores of the Miami Dolphins. Oh, actually, let's go back to the Jags real quick because I did say I was going to talk about Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, I don't think he's the reason why they're losing, but I think he's part of it. You know, he's he's really, he, he, had a, he had an awful season. I'm not going to. Coat it any kind of way. His last couple games were good. We saw him come out as a good, good quarterback, decent quarterback. Threw a couple touchdowns, yeah. no picks. But you look at a guy who hasn't lost a regular season game since middle school, and we talked about this a couple days ago. You need a vet, not a vet, but a, a veteran loser. And that may sound weird, but you need to have someone that comes in there and knows how to take a loss, knows how to learn and move on. Trevor Lawrence does not know how to do that yet. He's too young, and he hasn't. He he didn't lose a game in high school. He didn't lose a game at all. And the only games that he lost in college were the national championship in the in the BCS bowls. And I just, I I got a feel for the guy. You know, I loved watching him play, but I knew before he was gonna get drafted that he was gonna have issues because he did not know how to lose. Now, back to these coaching situations. Well, real quick though, what you you are completely correct about that, because winning is just half the battle. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta understand how it feels to have defeat over and over again because yeah. that's the easiest way to learn from your mistakes. Be I will like, say, oh Lawrence, man, dang, that's tough. All right, whatever. We know now. Let's yeah. build it back up. Lawrence stronger. did not look like himself after that week one loss, and I don't think he really looked like himself until they beat, I believe it was Atlanta in London, um, by like the last second field goal. I, be- I believe it was in London. Um, no. The- you're thinking of uh, versus Miami. Okay, it was Miami. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I think it was the Jets Falcons game was in London. That's what it yeah. was. Um, but anyway, um, I mean, I, I hadn't really seen a great performance out of Trevor Lawrence besides that game. You know, right? Um, it, it's it's never an easy transition when you go from college to the NFL, and especially with a bad head coach. You know what happened the last time Urban Meyer was in Florida with the Florida Gators. And it pretty much just happened again. So um, that in the same that ship what? sank. He got bye bye. He got he got into some trouble that we're not gonna touch on today. All right, got it. Um, so yeah, back to these head coach firings. Brian Flores, in my opinion, this year was a top ten head coach. Over the past three years, has been a top, arguably top ten head coach. Has put together great defensive numbers. He was a great defensive mind for the Patriots over the course of I believe it was like ten seasons almost. Um, he graduated and got, got like, the job immediately out of college. So he was there for a while. But I know for a fact that he should not have gotten fired. 
And he deserves to go to a good team, whether he's a defensive coordinator, whether he's a, he's an offensive coordinator. He just he, he deserves to go somewhere. He has a good mind for a head coach. He has a good not good mind for a young team. He has a knack for winning. Yeah. He has a knack for making good ball clubs. The Miami Dolphins just needed someone to blame. They really did need someone to blame, so they fired him. And there was no real reason for him to be fired. Blame Although, Tua. Blame, blame Tua? It's his fault. Blame that, just sounds like well. the, that just sounds like real-world standards. I mean... You always got to point fingers at someone. Yeah. But speaking of Brian Flores, I think he'd be best fit in Denver. Denver. Because Denver... Too. Young team. Right. Great offense. If great defense. If they get a quarterback. Yes. Top 10 defense in football. If they can maintain that defensive line in the secondary, the way that they have it with Justin Simmons... And now they got Sertain. That team is scary, let me tell you. That team is Hell really, really scary. If they get a good quarterback, that's going to be huge. And, and, and here, here's what I think will happen. This might shock you, but I've been, see, I've been seeing, I think, a lot of rumors now how Marcus Mariota mm-hmm. might go back. And be a starter. And be a starter somewhere. I said this. I believe I might have said this in an episode. I think really? I said, yeah, whenever we were, remember we were talking about Mike White and how all the backups were taking over the league? Like, slowly and slowly. Yeah, and slowly. that might have been, like, episode one or two. Yeah, well, I remember saying Marcus Mariota. I don't know if I actually said it on the recording or mm-hmm. if I edited it out. But Marcus Mariota just needed a second chance. And he needed to be put behind a system that was a winning system. He hadn't really had much experience in the playoffs. He had much winning experience. He didn't really have much with the Titans while he was there. Um, he had a couple really bad coaching, like, coaching staffs. I believe Jeff Fisher was the guy whenever he was there. And then Mike Rabel got hired and he was cut. I love Mariota. I used to be a huge Oregon fan. I have an Oregon flag up inside my bedroom right now at my dad's house. Uh, I mean, the Oregon Oregon football is probably my my second team. Um, yeah, I, I can't complain about Marcus Mariota. I love the way that he plays the game, and I do think that he would be a huge, like a really nice fit in Denver. I'm glad yeah. that you said that. I'm glad that you brought that up. He also, I would love him to reunite with someone who could fit his system more than the more than the system fits him. You understand what I mean by that? I think the team needs to build their system around the quarterback rather than the quarterback adjust to the system. Especially whenever you're a losing ball club like the like the Broncos are. Right. Well, oh, no, you go first. I, I I was talking about this earlier. The Broncos were by far the most disappointing team this season. Mm-hmm. By far. Either them or the Panthers. No, you're right. It is the Panthers because think about and I'm sorry, I'm switching to the Panthers here. But the Panthers, they got Cam back, which I don't know if anybody thought that I was going to go anywhere. But they got Gilmore back. I mean, they got back. They got him for the first from time. From the Patriots. But he did nothing. Right, but, I mean, he was, you know, that guy was a top five cornerback in football before going to the Coming Panthers. Carolina. Or, like, from the previous year. I will say, Matt Rule is in the hot seat. Matt Rule needs that, to go. Like, he's in the hot seat. Like he's he that needs means, to be booted. That means that next year, if he don't do the, if he don't do something right, he's gonna get fired, uh, and see. probably won't get signed by another team. He was a college coach a few years ago. Yeah, and he well, had good success. That's why he got hired. DJ go Moore on. was cooking too. DJ Moore was having a great year. In the, like the first maybe six weeks, DJ Moore was up there like number three on in fantasy. receiving yards. Yep. Going back to what you said for shortly, Ethan, about the adjustment around the. What was it? Quarterback? Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. The system. Yeah, sadly, I mean, I completely agree with you doing that, but sadly, like, sometimes it's either just a case of they can't do it or they just don't choose to do that. Yeah. Um, 
Matt Nagy. So glad he's out of Chicago. I'm not a big Chicago guy, but it urged me to see them lose. I hated it. They should have won. They should have done something in the playoffs a few years ago with the double doink. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I I don't have anybody to blame but Matt Nagy. I really don't have anybody to blame but Matt Nagy. It, they weren't. They should have never been in that situation. They should have gone, like, probably 13-3 and three rather than 8-8. Eight and eight. And they should have been a big contender. Not this year, but a couple years ago, you know, with Nick Foles and, and Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. You know, I, I hate to see the Bears lose just because of how much, like, they've been through the past few years, you know, and all that drama. But, right. um, and, I mean, you draft Mitch Trubisky over to Sean Watson and Patrick Mahomes, too. That's just, that's just, that's just bad. That's just really bad. And the I'm Bears, I feel like their offense has just – Really declined. It's been so lackluster. Allen Robinson was a top, easily a top ten fa- receiver in the league, fantasy receiver two or three years ago, and now he's he's doing nothing. I will say they have something in Darnell Mooney. Yes. Guess do. where Darnell Mooney's from? New Orleans, Louisiana. He went to Tulane. Shout out Darnell Mooney. That guy. That guy's. That guy that is pretty scary. Good. That guy's scary. He whenever he turns it on, he turns it on. Is he a tank? Or is he just a he's runner? A, he's a receiver. He catches the ball and takes off. He's pretty pretty fast. I actually don't know if he's from Louisiana. All I know is that he went to Tulane. But I like the Bears' defense. I do, Roquan too. Roquan Smith, Khalil Mack, Khalil once Mack. they get him back. Um, Robert Quinn yeah. put up 12.5 sacks this year. That's scary. That's yes, nice. Sir. It's a very interesting last name, Quinn. Quinn, yeah. Yeah, he was um he was a stud for the Rams a few Harley. years ago, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. On another note, Antonio Brown... Antonio Clown, as we like to say, goes back to say in an interview that his rant on the field may not have been necessary after all, and it was actually inappropriate. I still view the guy as a clown, like we just said, and I do believe that if he wouldn't have gotten in trouble again, he could have put up more numbers than what he did this year. And by saying that, I mean, you know how he had the the fake Vax card. We talked about this. That got us suspended for a couple games. The NFL doesn't really like him for that anymore. But I really do think that another team would have given him a second chance after this year. I don't think the Bucks would have re-signed him because they want to win and they don't want that distracting drama. But I do think another team that was struggling with receiving core, um, like the like the Broncos, you know, they got Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton who were both having down years. They, they didn't really play too good. Right. But I, I, st- I still think those guys are so talented, though. Mm-hmm. Especially with Jerry, Judy, and like I said, Noah, I feel like Noah Fant is so underrated. Noah Fant's a great tight end. He's very underrated. Just yeah, a good quarterback. But, um, I mean, you wouldn't look – I think we talked about this last episode, too. You look the past 10 years, Antonio Brown was the best receiver in football. Him and yeah. Julio were just right there. After he got in trouble off the Raiders, everything just started to kind of go downhill, and I don't think he'll ever step on a football field again, no matter what he does, no matter what he says. I I no. saw, it might have been on Instagram, mm-hmm. something. He was posting on Twitter, like, he it was like, um, how do you say it? He was like loving on Danny Dimes. Mm-hmm. He was like saying that he wanted to go to New York. Mm. The Giants. Mm. Really? Out of that, all teams? Yeah, that's what I had heard last, because, you know, he was in New York for... I guess a while. Yeah. Like, I, he's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, there's really something wrong with that guy. And I, I got nothing against the Giants. I just find it weird for where he is, like, where he was from, for him to go all the way to the Giants. Yeah. Did you see those Giants fans last Sunday? Yeah, whenever they ran the QB sneaks yeah, on 39? They, they were just... What is Joe Judge thinking? That's why you got fired. You could tell Matt... Possibly uh, I mean, nothing. sorry. 
you could tell um Jake Fromm was so yeah. upset. Like he he was holding on he was holding on to the ball and he was running in as soon as he got up he was shaking his head. That guy was so upset. I I I feel for Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm is he's good. Did you see him play like the last four minutes of the game? I believe it was against the Washington football team. Yeah. Yeah. He went like eight for eight for like sixty one yards and a field goal. I mean. Let's also talk about the Commanders. The Washington Commanders. Potentially the Washington Commanders. Potentially. The new, the new name comes out February 2nd, 2022. I like that name. The Commanders. It does fit. Can we clap it up? Because at clap least it it's not the football team, ladies and gentlemen. At least it's not the football no. team. It what definitely their, deserves a hand What's clap. their, origi- or their, well, their original Well, their original name, name was the Washington Redskins. Yep. But because uh, of the... It doesn't really fit. Well, it actually did oh, based on, okay. like, Washington like, the past and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it was, like, it was oh. controversial. Like, the first Thanksgiving. Yeah, but, um, okay, I see But with all the, all the activism that happened around the country last year, it was very controversial to some people. So mm-hmm. they decided to remove the name because it was potentially um, racist. Yeah. So... Yeah. Once again, another hit of society. Yep. But anyway, moving, moving on. on. It's like there's one thing that I want to cover, right? This kind of goes back to Tampa Bay. Tom Brady, Bruce Arians, great duo. Um, Bruce Arians, all he does is praise Tom Brady. Doesn't do anything wrong, right? But um, does Tom really deserve the MVP? And we were just talking about this a few seconds ago. There's a lot of politics in sports, right? And I think politics is going to have something to do with it against Aaron Rodgers. The MVP race stands for most valuable player race. Yes, it, it does. It does not stand for most valuable person. You should be graded as you play. And I think even Aaron Rodgers said this on Pat McAfee's show, that he thinks that he won't get the MVP because of what happened earlier on this, in the season with his, his whole COVID vaccine thing. Now, that is a good representation that's going into another case of um, just sports versus real world mm-hmm. garbage. Yep. You There's can't so base stuff. someone off of one thing like yep. that COVID. Like I understand that uh, they most likely all of them did have to be vaccinated, mm-hmm. but some didn't want to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, Rogers doesn't have as many touchdowns as Brady, but Brady has almost triple the amount of interceptions that Aaron Rodgers has this year. Aaron Rodgers, I believe, has only thrown four. Brady's thrown 16 or 14, one of the two. You know, we, we, we always talk about how quarterbacks are, you know, most likely to be MVPs. But if it was up to me, I would 100% give it to Jamar Chase. Jamar MVP? MVP. Jamar Chase? He is. He, I, what? The season he is having, you can't. I would give it to Joe Burrow, if anything. If I got Speaking, to choose, I would give it to Joe Burrow. I don't, I don't think you can replicate what he's done. I really don't. Like, at one point in time, he was averaging, like, two touchdowns a game. Tomorrow, like, yeah. That's just not something you see from a rookie. Every day, He's yeah. going to be a stud in this league. This Potential. is his rookie yeah. year, and he's already putting up these crazy And he's numbers. only going to get better. Going back to Rodgers, Rodgers definitely sparked some existence into A.J. Dillon and even Jordan Love's life this year in playing time, right? A.J. Dillon became a powerhouse runner whenever Aaron Jones was out. Um, he definitely stepped up whenever they needed him. Puts up a hundred yards a co- for a couple games. Um, yep. Puts up a couple touchdowns in the games that they needed him. You know, big guy that can definitely move around. Have Have you seen the man's quads? No. Yes. Dude, oh my gosh, his legs are huge. And I mean, he's a good he's a good kid too. And he's really young. And I have a feeling whenever it's time for him to sign, uh, like his 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 resign his resign time, he's gonna end up um testing the market. He's gonna test free agency. And yeah. he's going to go somewhere that needs a running back. 
Well, that sounds like a good plan. Teams that I could see in the future potentially needing a running back that are looking to win a Super Bowl, Miami, right? A lot of potential, but now after this Brian Flores thing, I don't know if you'd actually want to go there, yeah. right? Well, um, Los Angeles, the mm. Rams, the Rams, the Rams. Darrell Henderson, solid. Cam yeah. Akers, off and on with injuries. I would rather have one guy who's extremely good and who you know is going to produce and who you know is probably going to end up staying healthy because of how good he takes care of his body rather than have two okay and mediocre running backs. So obviously Henderson got more touches this year because Akers was out. But I do still think that the Rams could use him. On another note, I believe that he actually could end up staying in Green Bay because I think Aaron Jones might go somewhere else. Aaron Jones might sign with a team that just needs a little boost, that's looking to rebuild, but that just is just missing that little edge, right? Yeah. Um, maybe the Texans, maybe the Giants, maybe the Jets. You know, the Giants have Saquon, but Saquon towards ACL last year, having that down year, that's going to impact them a lot. How do, how do we feel about how Aaron Rodgers is really impacting players like A.J. Dillon and Jordan Love? He's a leader, man. Jo- Jordan Love... Like I said, mediocre. Very mediocre. Right. Especially after this last week. He got true NFL playing time, I guess we can say now. He played over half of a game, right? Yeah. But he's still just and he's not really making the cut. You know, we can we can praise AJ Dillon. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, like going back to LA, I think what might work best for LA is maybe Kareem Hunt, maybe Madison out of uh Minnesota, like mm-hmm. those guys are great. Alexander Madison, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, AJ Dillon. Although, Honestly, AJ Dillon, I think for me would work best as a fullback somewhere. Honestly, really? Yeah, huge guy. But he's like fast he too. He runs. Right. Like, he runs like a sub four five. He's, I mean. he's he honestly reminds me kind of Kyle Uzcheck in uh, oh, San Francisco. Oh, that yeah, big utility guy. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I like well, that. From the sound of it, he could be used as a double edged sword. Meaning that he big, can do two things? Yeah. He's kind big. of be used like a, a Swiss he's, Army knife, like Taysom Yeah, Cordero. As Jude said, he's a big guy. You could use him as possibly QB or a mm-hmm. runner. He Maybe could, even he, tight end. He couldn't be a quarterback, but he could probably, he, he, yeah, he could be a, a receiver. He'd be more like a Cordell Patterson. Well, he or sounds a Taysom, like someone or a that could Hill, take the hit. Or a Taysom Hill without, without the quarterback. Another thing I'd like to talk about, about Jordan Love, is although I do think he's probably going to end up being a bust, I'd like to see at least half of a season out of him in a system that fits his old college play style. A bigger kid with a huge arm and can be a dual threat whenever you need him to be. If the Broncos or, I don't really know about the Seahawks anymore, but probably the Broncos can't find a franchise quarterback of the future this offseason, Jordan Love within a couple years after his rookie deal is done could be a huge prospect for them in the future. Unless Aaron Rodgers leaves. If Aaron Rodgers leaves, I think Jordan Love is going to resign. He's going to step into that. And if he sucks, they're going to release him the next year. Or they're just going to bring somebody else in. But if he's good, they'll probably end up keeping him, right? Yeah. You know, I love what Matt LaFleur's doing. But I don't think Jordan Love really fits their system. You know, they run more of a a lot of take take deep shots. Jordan Jordan Love doesn't really have that accuracy. Jordan Love's not that smart. You know, we saw him throw a couple interceptions. Uh, So... Some, something I want to bring up. I know it's kind of off topic. And we've never really talked about this ever. But it's coming up not really – well, I guess it's kind of in the near future. Mm-hmm. Retirement in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Who's going to retire in the NFL? I think Aaron Rodgers has a couple more years left of him. I think yeah. Brady's probably going to play till he's almost 50. You know, um, 
I don't think it's time for Aaron Rodgers to go yet. Big Ben's going to retire, though. Yep. 100%. <laughs> this is his last year. Um, I don't think any coaches are going to retire. I mean, the only coach I can see retiring is Pete Carroll. Um, I would say Danny Amendola in uh, oh, Houston. Yeah. I, he's getting up there. He's like 37. Yep. I AP, think, AP might retire. Yeah, Peterson. Um, Marshawn Lynch might officially retire. Um, I mean... That dude's a joke, man. Yeah, he's a joke. He's he's funny though. I will give it to him. He was a class yeah. act. He was a, he was a class act. He was a character. Also, now we're talking about the West Coast. Marshawn Lynch and the Raiders. One person I would love to talk about is this Raiders interim coach. What's his name? Basaccio. Basaccio. Strange name. Very strange. But the guy definitely knows what he's doing. He kind of just lets the boys play, especially with Derek Carr. Derek Carr is such an inspiration to this to this Las Vegas team. I mean, the guy just doesn't give up, and neither does his team. He definitely leads by example. The Raiders need to stick what they're doing with this young system that they have running now. And obviously, they made the playoffs and have a very young and bright future. Guys like Zay Jones, Darren Waller, and Josh Jacobs. All three great offensive pieces that are going to be huge for them in the next few seasons. How do you feel? How do you feel about the Raiders? The... Well, I mean, what are they doing wrong? Really nothing. I mean, it's maybe some defensive pieces that they need to work on, but they got their front seven set. Right. Max Crosby having an unbelievable year. Yes. If Waller Casey stays healthy, Hayward, who I really like, too, in dude, that secondary. Dude, he's a, he's a dog. I mean, well, dude. Didn't you say it was the Raiders that had that coach to let the them interim. do? Yeah, the interim, yeah. Well, first of all, that sounds like every high schooler's coach's dream. Yeah, honestly. Which, I mean, of course... In they're that they're case, having fun. Yeah. They really are having fun. I mean, that's everything you want in a coach. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want someone so strict that they absolutely hate them to where they might just want them gone, mm-hmm. like most of the other coaches. I think, if not that, this year, I don't think, I'm not saying it'll be the Raiders' year, but I will say that probably not this year because they have to play the Bengals first round, but next year could be a huge year in the playoffs for the Raiders. They might even win the division next year. I will yeah. say the Chargers are going to be coming. Uh, Chiefs are definitely going to be coming. And if the Broncos get a quarterback, that will probably be the best division in football. I, I want to talk about the Raiders again. Like like you said, coaches can't really be strict in the NFL because everybody's kind of like – I mean, they can be. They're bit, pros now. Yeah, they're They know pros, what they're doing. Right? They're, they're not taking nothing from anybody. If they don't like the way that you're talking to them, they can agree to fire you mm-hmm. immediately. Immediately. Oh, okay. And get you out of there. So – I, I didn't give Derek Carr enough credit because... He's a top-ten quarterback. You got to realize, Zay Jones, Bryson Edwards, those guys suck without Derek Carr as their mm-hmm. quarterback. Mm-hmm. Those guys suck. The only Derek reason Carr they is making is Zay Jones' his career. Derek Carr is definitely making Zay Jones' his career. Exactly. And then you have other vets like Deshaun Jackson on that team that is just... He, he might not be there for a while, but he's definitely going to be there, and he's going to fill in, and he's going to do a, his job. He's going to yeah. kick off return, he's going to punt return, and he's going to get these deep routes open. He's so fast. You know, he's probably 34, 35 now, but yeah. he's still one of the fastest runners in this league. Love Hunter Renfro, too. Yeah, we do love Hunter Renfro. We love yep. some Hunter. Clap it up. Get, get it for the one time. What a year Hunter Renfro has had. Can I, I just need to talk about Hunter Renfro for a minute. Now you got me all cooked up on him. Do it. The guy came out of Clemson. So underrated. I believe he was a second-round draft pick. He was, like, pick 64 or something. Yeah. So underrated. Unbelievable in college. Won the national championship with Deshaun Watson. Caught the ball in, in overtime, right? Or, like, with two seconds left. I mean, the kid is a stud. And he's so underrated. He, he's literally a little bit faster Cooper Cup. And I think he runs yeah. better routes than Cooper Cup, too. I think Cooper's a little bit smarter. But Hunter runs better routes. Hunter runs 
probably top ten routes in football. Better routes than Cooper Cup. One hundred percent. Than Cooper Cup. A hundred percent better routes. Yes. Better routes. I guess you could say he's cutting around the field. Yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, that might be arguably, uh, like that, arguable, might, yeah. that might be a little arguable, arguable statement, but. Because Cooper Cup, I mean, he's he's a doll. The best receiver this season in the NFL, mm. maybe behind Chase and Adams. I think Adams is one, Justin's two, Jefferson. Then, yeah, Justin's two. Then you put Cup, and then you put Chase. That's my four. I would say Cup at the one, mm. Chase at the two, mm. Devontae at three because injuries. Devontae's always good. Okay. But this season, he's just he hasn't done what those guys have done this season. I, I couldn't give him number one if I wanted to. Uh, four, I'd put Jefferson for sure. And then the five. I don't even know. Yeah, I wouldn't really know who to put for five either. I mean. Oh, Samuel. Debo Samuel. Debo, yeah. Yeah, Debo had a great year. Um, yep. even, even Patterson. I mean, we're going to consider him a receiver this year. He could be in the top five. But Debo's probably, probably the right choice. Yeah, Cordero. Whoa, I don't know about that. Top five? He's top ten. At, for receivers, yeah. this se- this year alone, right. just based off yardage and, and catching percentage and completions and what he's actually done for the team, definitely. The Falcons could have made the playoffs. They wanted they to. They could have, yeah. But I think it's good for them because Matt Ryan's going to go to another team. I think it's his time to leave. And speaking of Matt Ryan, he might retire in a few years as well. He's getting old. He's getting yeah. up there. So I could see Matt players. Ryan in a, uh, in a, Colt, in a Colts, Colts or Broncos uniform. I'll be honest with you. There's yeah. a lot of people you could see going to different teams that would actually seem like they go good. Yeah. This year is definitely going to be interesting in the offseason. Now, moving on. Also, the college football playoff just ended. Although we didn't really talk about it a ton, we'd like to take a moment to congratulate the Georgia Bulldogs. (laughs) Now, it's time to set up our 2022 NFL draft predictions. For the second year in a row, the Jags have secured the number one overall pick. Going into this year, I seriously thought that I would be uh, choosing the Texans sitting at one. Over towards the end of the year, I thought it would be the Giants holding the pick. But the Jaguars were quietly waiting for the opportunity to open up, and I believe that they take a big-time defensive piece. In my opinion, I really like Derek Stingley or Kayvon Thibodeau here. One thing about Stingley that you have to realize, though, is that the guy has not played since 2019, or actually 2020, but he only played like half the year. But he really hasn't played a lot of football. How do you feel that the uh, Jaguars, who, who do they go with? How do you feel about them knocking up the number one pick? I mean, there was no reason for them to really win that last game. But there was also no nope. reason for them to lose either because they had already locked up the number one by midday. Well, well, okay. The reason they hadn't 100% locked it up is because of the tie with Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, because... I don't even know. Well, the tie with Detroit left them without a loss. So that puts them back a little bit. And also the Giants lost, I believe, right? Yep. The Giants lost and the Texans won, right? Or, or no, are we just tripping? they lost to Tennessee. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But they almost won. They they started to pull a comeback too yeah. with Davis Mills. Yeah, and dude, the Jets almost beat the Bucks a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That would have been insane. I mean... Okay, back to this. I really like Stingley. I mean, the guy had eight interceptions in his freshman year. 
Some people only get eight interceptions in their whole college career. Just imagine what he could have done if he played at least three full seasons. Kayvon has also dealt with injuries over the past two years. And I like Kayvon more as like an edge-rushing linebacker, like an outside guy, like Von Miller. You know, he's fast. He has a little edge to him. He's tough. And he can, sit, he can hit someone really hard whenever you need a big play. The other obvious choices for the number one overall pick could be like Aiden Hutchinson or Kenny Pickett. But to be honest, I don't really like this year's quarterback class. I really view these quarterbacks not really that great this year. What about you? I think Pickett stands out above all the rest. Is like really? I think he'll go first for sure. First overall, or like the, the first quarterback? The first quarterback to be picked. Gotcha. Um, obviously, I think he's gonna get the Giants are gonna pick him up because hmm. the Giants, Daniel Jones, not working. Get him out of that system. I think the Giants pick up Kenny Pickett. If I were to rate well, Kenny Pickett from one to ten, I would probably put him. Sorry about that. That last clip cut off because we got a phone call. Yep. All right. We were Man. talking about Derek Stingley. Derek Stingley might just be the perfect number one overall pick. Eight interceptions in his first year as a freshman at LSU, which they did win the national championship. He has a lot of great film in that year. But I would have loved to see him play three full seasons. Now, back to Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon has a smaller frame, uh, in my opinion, a smaller frame Von Miller-like play. That's who I, that's who I compare him to. He's fast, has an edge to him, and can really hit someone hard whenever you need a big play, like I said earlier. The other obvious choices could be Aiden Hutchinson or Kenny Pickett. To be honest, I don't really like this quarterback class. Let's get back to talking about Kenny Pickett and why I rated him a 5.5. Kenny Pickett, like Teddy Bridgewater, wears the gloves. He wears gloves while he throws the football. Maybe that'll work in college, but whenever you're underthrowing balls because you're wearing gloves in the NFL, that's not going to work out for too long. Also, I don't really trust his pocket presence. He doesn't have a very good uh, like stance in the pocket. He doesn't really trust his own line. He did a lot of running this year for Pitt. Um, also, same thing with Malik Willis out of Liberty. You know, big arm. Uh, I compare him to Lamar Jackson because he has a huge arm, but he also hesitates to make the big play. He rather he, He's going to be another check down. You know, you get what I mean by that? Yeah. Lamar Jackson yeah. is the check down for the Ravens. He's the check down for Liberty. Big R, but sometimes he doesn't know how to properly use it. He hesitates to make the big play, allowing for the defense to come set and make plays on his throws. He also forces the ball downfield a ton. You can expect to see a lot of overthrows and misconceptions in his first year if he actually plays. Now, this year's quarterback class, I feel, is pretty weak. Like I said, how do you feel about it, Jude? Very weak. The only quarterback I see getting drafted as a starter would be Pickett. Nobody else. The only quarterback that I really do like out of this draft is Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. And I usually wouldn't say this about a Cincinnati player. I mean, Sauce Gardner's going to be fire. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I didn't see a lot of flaws in Desmond Ritter play. Desmond Ritter's accuracy is pinpoint. Great throws with the ball. Um, also didn't play a lot of great teams this year either. But um, a lot of great throws with the ball. Uh, a lot of, he has good pinpoint accuracy, great reads across the middle of the field. He likes to cause separation. Um, and I just think he's an overall good quarterback. He can move whenever you need him to move, but it's not like he's the check down. He always looks for that check down. I think <coughs> I would rate him more of a 10. I mean, oh, sorry, not a 10, a 7 out of 10. Rather, uh, Kenny would be probably a 5 out of 10. Malik would probably be a 6 out of 10. And isn't there one more? Oh, Sam Howell. I'd probably rate Sam Howell like a three or a four. Speaking of Sam Howell, I have him as one of my four or five guys that are really overrated in this year's draft. 
Um, really just an overrated player in general. He was expected to be a Heisman candidate. Um, just didn't really, had a, didn't really have a great season. Three other players I have on that overrated players list is Kyle Hamilton, Matt Corral, and Drake London. Now, Matt Corral and Kyle Hamilton might be kind of controversial. Drake London, not so much. Drake London comes from USC, a bigger school but a smaller name, and he's projected to be like a top 10 draft pick at a, at, uh, as a receiver. Yeah. I like Olav better, or Olave, however you say his name. Chris Olave. Yeah, yeah, out of uh, Ohio State. I like him a little bit better. London, his he's smaller frame, fast, but his routes aren't as good. Didn't really play a lot of good like defense this year at USC. Uh, USC kind of struggled this year, but... I, I just don't – I think he should be more of a second round, like late first, early second, rather than a really like mid-early first round pick. By by smaller frame, do you mean like smaller person? Yeah, like shorter, kind of more – not really stocky, not not really built, but like kind of in the middle, kind of average, right? Um, it Matt seems Corral. like he'd be great for uh, – well, not really catching-wise because people may get in front of him, easily block the ball. But if he's not noticed, it'd be great – chance for him to get yeah, a few caught. I could see him being like a, like an Amon St. Rob Brown or uh, is it Amon Ross St. Brown? Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, Amon so Brown. I could see him being like that. Sure. Smaller frame, fast guy, good hands and it could be like a slot guy but yeah. I think he's just a little bit too overrated for me. Um, I know the next one that's really going to be up there on some people's list is Matt Corral. Uh, some people picture him as the best quarterback in this draft. I have him as the second best quarterback in this draft. I didn't see... To be honest, I thought he was overrated the whole year in college. Um, I don't really like his natural arm talent as much as like other guys, like uh, Ritter or Howell. Um, I feel like he also relies on his run game a little bit too much. And he, whenever he has to throw up a contested ball and try to throw guys open, like Eli Manning and Peyton Manning were great at, uh, he can't really do it too well. He throws interceptions. He throws underthrown balls or he throws overthrown balls with a safety and just easily go up and get them. Um, I compare him to an arm like Andy Dalton of the past, like prime Andy Dalton, and the legs like prime Russell Wilson. And if you mix those two together, those two sound great, but you never know if they will be great until you actually put them together and watch them go on a professional field. How do you feel about Matt Corral? Don't really know too much about Matt Corral, so I can't really speak on it. Well, I'll tell I've you heard about bit. him. Yeah, he's an old Miss guy. Yeah. Um, young. Uh, actually got hurt in the bowl game that he played in. Um, uh, how did he get hurt? Uh, he got hit pretty hard. I, I believe it was his knee. Mm. I don't yeah. think I don't think it's his ACL, but um, that could hurt him. That could hurt his draft stock. Yeah, it'll. Well, not only that, but also re- uh, recovery time. Yeah. Play time. Yeah, it'll take a minute, but he should be good to go for the draft. Um, I don't know if he'll actually throw at the combine. Maybe he'll throw up on Pro Day a couple weeks later after that in April, but um, we'll just have to see from there. What I'm just surprised about, well, if y'all want to move into it later about injuries, but the main thing that I'm surprised about is because you always hear about, like, for instance, uh, torn or messed up uh, ACL, mm-hmm. messed up uh, broken knee, uh, hand, leg heal maybe injuries definitely hurt the league left and right this year yeah we definitely saw a lot more now, injuries. what i'm surprised about is it's always the lower body even though that's well, the main reason to go for tackling but like i mean whenever you do see people hit others in the head with the helmets i'm just surprised you don't hear anything about head injuries well because... you do actually concussions are, are actually like a rising injury lately 
I mean, concussions are, are pretty bad, but I think the worst injury you can get is like a, a torn ACL. And, you yeah. know, that, that happens to star players every single year. That happens to players in general every single year. And it's because you're overworking the knee. Man, it, it, usually an ACL tear comes from non-contact. It's a non-contact injury, right? Um, but uh, I don't know. It just sucks because with – okay. Yeah, but it just sucks to see – well, like, the major thing about the ACLs and all that is that people, once that happens, they'll be lucky enough if they can start playing again because it's a major thing. The last guy on my overrated list was actually kind of, like, as of lately, been the number one projected overall pick, Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. Bigger frame. He's a zone hawk. He's a ball hawk type of guy. He's going to go make the play. But I think he struggles with reading stuff across the middle. You know, earlier, I think I actually said that he was, like, halfway decent with it. Now, I'm kind of iffy with it. Yeah. I don't really know. I've watched a little bit of his film at Notre Dame. Um, he's fast. He's definitely quick to the ball. But it's just the fact that sometimes he makes the little mistake of going up into the middle and everybody's going to beat him over the top. I have a feeling he'll be more of a strong safety rather than a free safety. I think he's going to be better at blitzing and getting to the ball rather than being faster and going through picks. Um, I think he'll end up being more of like a Cam Chancellor like type of player. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Cam Chancellor, but just a Cam Chancellor type of player. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think today was definitely a successful episode. We got a lot For of sure. topics in. We had our first special guest, and we definitely will have a lot more to talk about after this first playoff weekend. We will definitely be back next week. Yep. We appreciate all of you guys for listening and tuning in. Um, today's gonna be a little shorter episodes because we've heard you we've heard you guys talk from the fans. We need a little bit shorter episodes, you know. So um, yeah, we just want to thank you guys, and um, yeah, we will definitely catch you guys soon. Any closing remarks, guys? Well, before we do end it off, I would definitely like to uh, join y'all on more of the podcast. Yeah, for sure. We'll definitely have you back. Um, definitely. So anytime y'all want to do that, just yeah, for give sure. Give me a call. We will do. We appreciate you coming. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Last thing, I'd like to close out with, of course, thank y'all all for listening. Um, I didn't talk about Chris Olave. I really, really like Chris Olave. We're going to touch on the draft some more next episode. <sighs> what I, I think we could he's do. He's so underrated. Yeah. If, like, I don't know if you can see what the comment's about, but yeah, we to can. me, we could see if they want to hear about maybe some injuries because there has some, been some pretty bad ones well what we were we thinking really about doing about. what we were thinking about doing within the next couple of weeks was actually starting our own live stream on twitch and having you guys the fans come in and support us and just answers oh like we'll answer a few of y'all's like burning questions you know what yeah. are some things that y'all want to see more out of us that seems or like even if you have a like a sports topic question that you guys need to be answered we can answer it for you yeah um we didn't we didn't talk about the NBA today. I just want to put in a small thing about the NBA. Um, obviously, you know who John Moran is. Mm-hmm. I've got John Moran winning dog. the MVP. He's a dog. That block I saw against who was that? Came from nowhere. I think that it, was, block. it was the Warriors, right? I don't know. Maybe it was the Raptors. It was just recent. Like it was just know. a few days ago. No, the Raptors played the Suns a couple days ago. The Bulls played the Nets yesterday. Yeah. I don't know, but we'll I, I think I did see up. the block too. And Jaw's a dog. Jaw's probably yeah. going to win the MVP. I hope he does. I love Jaw Moran. But definitely look at our social media pages on TikTok and Instagram. Follow us at Tailgate Talks. And, uh, yeah, we will let you guys know if we have any more live streams. And when the latest episodes are coming up, 
We definitely thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you all later. I just want to end it with one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. One more thing. I got a single dropping on Spotify this week. Okay. Oh, my God. Check that joint out. It's fire. It's fire. We'll plug it in. We'll plug it in. All right, boys. We appreciate y'all for listening again. We thank y'all so much for listening. And girls. Yeah, even girls. I mean, we appreciate all the love and support, being for real. Like, we um, we really do appreciate you guys. We thank you guys everything for y'all do. Um, yeah, thank you. Leave you with a good night or a good morning. Catch Either you. one. Catch you later.